What's up, everybody? Welcome in to the How Not to Be a Youth Pastor podcast. Season finale. Season finale, episode 42, season one. Your two favorite youth pastors, Kyle and Derek, here for one more ride before we take a break before season two. Riding off into the sunset. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. I mean, we get paid so much from this podcast, we can take a much-needed vacation. That's true. I, I, I put I put my portion into a um, pack of gum. Oh, interesting. Yeah, took took most of the took most of the. Yeah, that seems like it would be more than half. Yeah, of our well sponsorship I, I, deals. I left you some. Yes, I will be heading to the mall for a gumball. Perfect for one of those machines, uh, which is super exciting. Um, we are going to talk today about celebrating wins because. Uh, we see season one uh, as a moderate failure, and we want to turn it into a win <laughs> in the future. We're good at <laughs> twisting things. Um, but before we do that, Derek, quick question. Uh, I want to look back on 42 episodes of the How Not to Be a Youth Pastor podcast. Yep. Uh, what were what was your favorite moment from season one? This is a this is a recent thing, but I thought it was absolutely genius when we were talking about our part two of the purity podcast and uh you made a bit of a mention you're you're referencing that that scripture where if your if your right eye causes you to sin gouge it out right matthew five or six somewhere in there Yeah, yeah i was gonna say early matthew yeah um but you had a much different alternative which i very much appreciated yeah let's take a listen placing ownership for lust on the luster and not the lusty, which there's no way that that's a word, lusty. Lusty. But it it reminds me of, uh, I believe it's uh, Lightning McQueen's sponsor, Rusty's. Rusty's, That's that's what it makes me think of. Well done. uh, Matthew 5.29, right? That's when Jesus says, like, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. He doesn't say, if your right eye causes you to sin, go throw a burlap sack on a teenage girl and call it good. Right. Uh, That... What? <laughs> well done. That was that was really something. <laughs> I love the hesitation where the, where you're like trying to figure out what you want to say, and then you say it, and it's almost like I can see the hamster wheel metaphorically <laughs> in your brain going. What did I just say? Well, I think my favorite part of that clip is that you went along with it. <laughs> like, like I said that and you're like, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm your, I'm your hype man. You know that. Oh man. That was good. No, I, that was, that was one of my favorite moments for sure. I think, uh, uh my favorite moment from season one, uh, it's gotta be, uh, going back to our Thanksgiving episode. That was a good one. Uh, it was a great episode. Highly encourage you guys to go back and listen. Uh, it was episode 16. Uh, and, and we were playing this game where we were throwing, uh, common Thanksgiving foods back and forth. And you had to come up with a sermon off the, uh, off the top of your head that had something to do with that food. And, uh, and I'll play the clip here. Derek kind of just, it was like tossing the softball up to yourself and then just hitting it out of the park, man. Derek, he just killed this one. Okay. All right. You ready for this? Bring it on. Yams. Yams. Interesting. Interesting. I, 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 I actually might take this. You with yam. The great, you? the great I am. <laughs> 
I am so disappointed in myself that I didn't How think of that How did you first. not get that? Oh my god! I need to get a shirt with that. And, and here's the thing, is that uh, as great as that moment was, uh, my wife actually made that she Derek did. and I uh, shirts with, with a sweet potato on it that says the great I am. It was one of the highlights of the entire season when you walked into my, into the office with, with two shirts. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I believe it was shortly thereafter. We, we got together to record and, uh, and, and I walked in with wearing, wearing my shirt, had Derek's for him and, Oh, that was that was an absolute blast. Many, many memories. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, if you have a, a favorite memory from season one, uh, go ahead, shoot us an email, uh, how not to be a youth pastor at gmail.com. Or you can find us both on Instagram. Um, Derek is, I dude, I don't even know. We've talked about this on the uh, before my on the Instagram podcast. Is, I don't even remember what my Instagram is. It's at Mumford Seven M U M M F O R D Seven. The number seven, not yep, the word. Correct. Yeah, uh, mine's just Kyle Besh. B E that's K Y L E B E S E H. I know it's super complicated, um, but yeah, it's been it's been an absolute blast, a pleasure to be with you guys this entire season, and have no fear, we will definitely. Oh yeah, definitely be back for season two with many more shenanigans, uh, a few more guests uh, that we have lined up and ready to roll for season two, which we are also very excited about. Um, but uh, for one more episode here on season one, uh, we are going to be talking about celebrating wins uh, within your youth ministry, which is something that we both see is uh, very important uh, because the uh, you will kind of give the bottom line right off the bat here. Uh, when you celebrate wins uh, with your students and and with your ministry, what you celebrate will be what your students place value on. Yeah, I think a, a, another way to put that is an old adage that I heard is what you celebrate gets repeated. Yeah, you know, if you celebrate something naturally, you know, there's excitement there, there's hype. Just like when I was, yeah, hundred percent with your burlap sack <laughs> thing. Like, yeah, like it. it, it you just get behind something that you're excited about. And so when you celebrate that with your students, naturally they want to be a part of it. Hook, line and sinker. For sure. Yeah. They, they see you celebrating something that happened and they will want to be, if it's an event they, it, it increases the likelihood they're going to want to be a part of it the next time. Uh, and, and we'll dive into here. That's maybe a really good segue, uh, in order to celebrate wins within your youth ministry, you have to know what the wins are. You have to know, uh, where the wins can take place and honestly how to measure, uh, some of these different things, uh, you know, and, and some things are easier to measure in wins than others. Uh, for a Wednesday night, you might be in a season where like, Hey, whatever the number is, 20 students, 40, a hundred, 300 students showing up on a Wednesday night, like that we qualify that as a win. Yep. Uh, and, and we've talked about it many times on the podcast just because, um, it's, it's an easy trap to fall into on both sides of the coin. Yeah. Numbers, uh, only having quantity attendance numbers as your measures of what is a win in your ministry only doing that is a bad idea, yep. but not doing it at all is probably also a bad idea. Correct. You, know, you do want there to be numerical growth, but you don't want to only focus on the numerical growth. And, uh, and along those lines too, you know, Wednesday night attendance or, or whatever night your ministry has their main 
main uh, events. Uh, that's an important thing to, to track, uh, but also a number of attenders at some of your next level events, like maybe a Bible study or, yep. or small groups or things like that, where it's, okay, you're coming to, you know, for us on our context, you're coming to Wednesday nights. That's great. Yep. But seeing more students that want to go deeper as well, yep. uh, that's also really, really big. Yeah. Another thing you could really measure uh, is, you know, if, if you have visitors, you know, yeah. when, whenever you have brand new students come, that's a sign that, you know, however they got there, you're having new people come to your ministry, which is, you know, a new relationship and a new opportunity to connect with somebody. And so even tracking new visitors, you know, and, and again, we have talked about this in excess, that numbers are not everything, but, you know, as Kyle is mentioning, I think it's important that we, we measure our context wins, you know, my wins might look different than Kyle's. And while the parameters are probably the same, everything you just mentioned is stuff that I measure as well, but the numbers will change. And that's ultimately, right. you know, wh- where we're at. But yeah. And, and that's why I like to have a lot of, a lot of the wins we measure numerically are percentage based Yep. Uh, because then it's not, it's, it's something that we can always, uh, we don't have to constantly adjust it even within our own context. Correct. Uh, you know, for, for this, you know, for this random event, uh, it is a win numerically for us to have, uh, you know, whatever 50% of our average Wednesday night attendance is, that's the number that we're shooting for, for this event. So if we average 50 kids on a Wednesday night, uh, you know, it's a win for us to get 25 of them to this event or something like that. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think what's, what's fun about that is you, you get to celebrate corporately, you know, you get to celebrate as a group, but then also that really kind of gives opportunity for individual things of success. Like I look at, you know, anytime someone raises their hand or says yes to Jesus for the first time, whether you had a statistically up or down night doesn't matter because you're just excited that somebody gave their life to Christ. Uh, you know, when, when you get to baptize kids in water and kind of make that, that belief in Jesus real and symbolic to them, you know, that's super exciting. Something that we celebrate up big here in Minnesota is uh, Speed the Light and Missions Giving. You know, every year we do this thing. Uh, they used to call it the three, two, one challenge because it was like, you know, three weeks and, you know, now they call it like the, the big give. Uh, but you know, it's just, it's in the month of November, end of October in November, we do a big missions push where all youth ministries in our denomination give to speed the light. And then on one night we all celebrate how much we raise and we celebrate that. And it's really fun and exciting. Um, and then the last one I was just going to mention is like youth leaders, you know, um, you can celebrate, your youth leaders, because ultimately that is the glue behind a lot of the ministry is having good, successful youth leaders. And, you know, while you can celebrate individual, uh, you know, accomplishments with them or things they did and call that out, it's also cool to see more youth leaders come into your midst. Yeah. And, and also celebrating your wins amongst your, your youth leaders and your team too, where, where you guys can get together and, a youth leader can share like, Hey, I saw this win in one of my students. You know, you might have another youth leader that is really struggling, uh, with, with their students and, and it, you know, they're really struggling to break through. They've got some students that are really frustrating. Uh, every youth leader can relate to that. Yep. And, and so to hear a success story from another youth leader, uh, that, that can, you know, be really encouraging as well. Um, and, and you can get super nerdy with some of these things as well. Uh, you know, with, when it comes to the, you know, bigger milestones like salvation or baptism, 
uh, you know, you can have as, as complicated or simple a formula as you want for like, Hey, our, our target this year is to see, uh, four baptisms yep. amongst our students. Uh, you know, one of the things you mentioned visitors, uh, earlier, we, one of the things that I have noticed, uh, numerically with our attendance is that if a, if we get a new visitor who, who shows up for the very first time on a Wednesday night, if they come four Wednesday nights within about six or eight weeks of that first visit, uh, the odds that they are going to stick with us absolutely skyrocket. Yeah. And so for us, it becomes kind of a, not necessarily a game, but almost where it's yeah. okay. How can we get them back that second, third and fourth time? Yeah. And and it all goes back to building relationships with them. Yeah. But you know, you can, the, the, that's another reason that celebrating these wins and knowing what they are is really important because yeah. then it can, uh, it can point you toward how we can improve in some different areas right. in order to better shepherd our students. Yep. Absolutely. And so, and so how do you do that? Right? Like it's one thing to notice or to know that we need to celebrate wins, but it's a whole other thing to celebrate it, it itself. And so, you know, one thing that, you know, we like to do, I know Kyle likes to do a lot is, you know, after a particular, you know, of, you know, after an event happens, whether it's camp, whether it's a mission team, whether it's, you know, I know a few weeks back, Kyle did uh, secret church, which I'm sure he's going to talk about at some point. Um, you know, it's so cool to do um, a recap video. You know, if you're, if you're walking around snapping pictures, taking videos, you know, mashing that up into a really cool recap video. You know, if a student had a really cool experience on a mission team, I know you guys did that as well. We've done something similar where, you know, what did God do in your life? What did God do on this trip? You know, it really, it, it does two things. One, it allows your students to recap what happened and kind of make that moment stick for them. But then it also really kind of allows your students to go, I want to be a part of that. Like, yeah. I, I, I missed out on that and I really don't want to miss out on that again. And so, you know, really what, what you do with that video is you're reinforcing the core values of your ministry because you're saying, here's what we love to do. Here's who did it. And we want more people to be a part of it next time. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can get really creative with those things and we've had students that that are passionate about videography that have been the ones sometimes to put those recap videos together which is just a great opportunity for them to grow in something right. that they're passionate about and and use it for uh something within the church which is always a always a win in and of itself. Um, you know, student testimonies are another one that oh man, oh, man I love, you know, giving students the opportunity after after something where they, maybe it was baptism or salvation, like we talked about, or, uh, you know, what, whatever the win was for them to, to celebrate that by letting them share their story and giving them that platform. Uh, that's a great way to do it. You get some, uh, you know, some students have absolutely no problem with standing up on a Wednesday night, give me the microphone and I'll talk for 10 minutes. Yep. And you might have to cut me off at some point. And, and I think that, you know, you're going to get other students that are much more hesitant with you that, they, pay they would, them to get up on the. You're yeah. right. Yeah, you could not pay them enough. Uh, but one thing that you can do is actually combine those two and do a video testimony 
uh, with the student, it allows them the freedom of, I don't have to get this all right on the first try. We can like, I can ask them questions and then they can respond to those questions and we can cut up the video, uh, to where it tells their story, but they're a little bit more comfortable. They're they're not so on the spot. And so that can be a great way, uh, because (laughs) Listen, introverts have testimonies too. Yes. <laughs> I'm a, that's our next usually, t-shirt. Usually really powerful ones too. True. Yeah. But that's, that's going to be our next t-shirt is introverts have testimonies too. Um, we need to get a merch store. We probably do. Yeah. How not to be, a, uh, okay. This is happening right now. How not to be, there's still, this is so long. A uh, youthpastor.com. Domains available, man. Let's All go. All right. That's a, that's a long web address. We really should have picked a shorter name you, for the you, podcast. You know, we just recruited your wife and our, our merch department to step up, right? And also to design us a website. Yeah. Yeah. That Perfect. might need to have. And listen, I, I love our, our family of listeners, uh, with the how not to be a youth pastor podcast. Uh, no one in their right mind has ever heard that phrase and thought I'm going to go buy the domain just in case, like, you know, yeah. Kanye 2024, right. people buy the domain for that because they're like, oh, if he ever runs for president in 2024, then I'll, he'll have to buy the domain from yep. me and I'll be rich. Yep. If one of our listeners goes and buys that domain and then like is going to like withhold it from us and charge us for it, you're uh, fired. You're absolutely not a friend of the show. No, no. absolutely not. That Don't do that. Don't be that person. And uh, <laughs> if you want to spend money, then just come give it to us. Instead. Right. Yes, obviously. Um, That's we will use that. it to buy pizza for our students. Um, or give it to Speed Delight. Yeah, I might go to missions. It's hard to argue with that one. The next one on here is uh, sharing on Sunday mornings. Uh, and this is the what I'm thinking about specifically with this one is like we do... If for us, we have a what we call a youth-led Sunday. Yeah, uh, every year where our students take over every aspect of the Wednesday of the Sunday morning. Yeah, and you know they're the greeters, they're the worship team. They're they a lot of times I'll have a student preach that Sunday morning, and we use that Sunday morning to have our congregation support our mission teams both prayerfully and financially. For that. I think it's an absolute must if you're going to stand up in front of your congregation and ask them, especially financially, financially to support your mission team, You on the back end of the trip, you should be updating yeah. your congregation on, right. hey, here's what happened, the, you know, the money that you guys gave to get our kids to wherever it was and make this trip happen. This is what we saw God do yep. uh, on this trip. That's an absolute must for... Uh, you know, if you're going to be asking from your congregation on the front end, you also need to be updating them on the back end. Yeah. And what, you know, I can, I can say this now after, you know, being, being on the lead side of things for a little bit, you know, one thing that we can, we can definitely say with, you know, gosh, what am I trying to say here? I'm not really sure. One thing that, that I have found is that youth can really inspire adults in ways that we can't really put a finger on. You know, what, what's been so fun to see is as our youth ministry has stepped out and done things and whether it's missions giving or whether it's, you know, serving or whatever it is, there have been times where I got up on Sunday morning and shared, here's what, you know, God is doing through our youth. Here's what our youth are doing for other people. And there's this sense of awe, like, Oh my goodness. Like, that is amazing. You know, they're teenagers and they're doing these fantastic things and, you know, it it challenges them to, to follow suit and to do that type of thing. And so, 
you know, it, if, if you have never done that or you've never done that in your church, it might be worth a conversation with your lead pastor and saying, you know, can I just get, it doesn't have to be the whole service even if, you, if you've never done that. It might just be, you know, a moment here. But, you know, getting up on stage and sharing what God's doing in your students, you know, really can get the church behind your youth ministry and can get the church behind what's going on, which will in turn hopefully help reproduce more great stories in your youth ministry. And it, it just, you just got to start by celebrating that and sharing it with everybody up front. Yeah. And this is not why you should be sharing the win on Sunday morning, but uh, maybe a small uh, side product of this is somebody in your congregation hears, Oh my gosh, that's what's going on in that youth ministry. I want to be a part of that. Right. And, and they come to you and are like, Hey, I want to volunteer in this. Uh, any ministry in the church, you know, every ministry in the church should have wins celebrated with the entire church. Yeah. Uh, at some point throughout the year, you get ministries, uh, some ministries will get a little bit more run than others on Sunday mornings. And that's natural. Uh, but I think that it's, it is important to see all of the ministries, including youth ministry, celebrated uh, with the entire congregation. Even if it's, you know, you've got 60-year-old couple in your congregation who is new to your church, they're very passionate about, um, uh, you know, people that are recovering from addictions. Sure. And so they, they don't have youth kids. They don't volunteer there. They have no, like, that's not where they're passionate they're passionate in other areas and they volunteer in other areas, but that doesn't mean that they can't be encouraged by what God is doing in the youth ministry. Yep. Uh, and, and that kind of goes into our, you know, our last thing on celebrating wins here, which is also uh, something we mentioned earlier, but when, when you're with your youth leaders as well, you know, anytime you guys get a chance to celebrate wins together, uh, that's, that's something that I'd encourage pretty much all of our youth leader meetings that we have once a month, uh, we will start off with like, Hey, like let's share some wins back and forth. And I think youth ministry is in a unique spot with, uh, with this, as far as just the development of, of students, it's important to celebrate wins in youth ministry because you don't always get to see the fruit right. mm-hmm. of, of what you are doing, uh, as, as youth pastors, you're working with students at a very, very pivotal time in their development, but also a time in their development where they do not outwardly express appreciation very right. much. <laughs> or outwardly express anything very much. That's true. Uh, I actually, this is side tangent because uh, it's our podcast, so obviously. Naturally. I heard somebody say once that uh, doing middle school ministry and young adult ministry is the exact same thing because middle schoolers and young adults ask the questions and, and they want to talk about things. Yeah. High schoolers are the weird in between where they don't want to talk. Sure. But the middle schoolers and the young adults do. And I thought that was really interesting. I, yeah. I related to that. Yeah. And I think what happens when you have, because Winds are happening, whether they're expressed or not. We know that God's moving in our midst. We know that God's stirring our heart. Even if the student doesn't know what's happening, you know, there's one of those things where we can see movement happening. And so when you celebrate with your leaders, one, it doesn't always come around, but two, it can be such 
an encouragement to other youth leaders, yeah. right? Like yep. your, your one youth leader might just be in that moment where they're just like struggling with something. They're struggling with the student and they, and they just don't know if they're ever going to come out of it. Yet here is another leader who is on that back end and going, we had breakthrough, you know, there was this really, really cool moment. And it just kind of is that little push in the right direction of, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep investing. I'm going to keep digging deep because I believe God's going to do something new and fresh. And, you know, when you get to see those things happening, it kind of just reinvigorates you to, this is why we do what we do. I'm going to keep on going. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that I want to just encourage uh, youth pastors out there or, or anybody doing youth ministry, when it comes to you know where you set your wins at, um, not to aim small. You know, we... Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 12, that, you know, we will do even greater things than he did. And, and I want to encourage youth ministries to aim for great things, uh, in your ministry, you know, you could, it's, it, there's nothing wrong with getting excited about the small wins. Uh, the small wins are awesome, but, but don't be complacent, uh, with the small wins. Uh, you know, you can, and, and it's going to be different. Like if you have, you have one student where them inviting a friend on a Wednesday night, that's a ginormous win for, yeah. for that student. You have another student where them inviting a friend on a Wednesday night is much less of a win because they do it all the time. Right. Maybe, maybe the win for them would be inviting the same student twice. Right. Or, you know, yep. uh, it's it's going to look different even in you know different kid contexts but i think it's important that we do not sell our students short with just you know we are and and that's been kind of a a theme for a couple episodes uh, here in season 1 is we our our students get told a lot throughout their life that that they can't do this they shouldn't do this they're not ready for this whatever it is and i i don't want to you know, baby our students when the only thing that's holding them back is my expectations. Oh man, that's good. That it's, that is so, so true because that is the tendency, right? Like I, there are, I I coach track, you know, and, and one thing we ran to one of our, with one of our athletes is they were fantastic. They were probably the best on the team. And so, you know, for a mile time, you know, they would say, okay, what's your goal? Uh, six 30. Cool. And then they would go out and run it and run it like a 610 and just crush their goal. And so then the next time they ran, it's like, hey, what's your goal? Uh, 620. <laughs> what? Like, you, you just you, ran a 610. Well, yeah, but I don't know if I can do it again. Right. Like, like that. Sure. Yeah. That is the expectation that, like, I'm going to set small goals that I know I can crush because it'll make me feel better. Right. Like, where the, like, the opposite of what you're saying is, I don't want to limit what my students can do because I'm, I'm scared of failing. I'm scared of them not meeting, yeah. it, you know, like, so that, that, that is so good, you know, and it's, it, those wins might not come in your timing, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't chase after them. You shouldn't just chase those big dreams, even if they don't seem attainable. Like that's the whole point is if, if we're building a ministry that's contingent upon our logic and upon what we know we can do, we're never going to see what God can do. Like, well, and if it's contingent on results yeah. too, we're, we're not going to, you know, it's going to be really frustrating really quick. Yep. If, if, if our ministry is contingent upon anything other than God called me to do this, yep. uh, 
you know, this whole episode comes with the giant caveat of, you know, you can't rely on the winds to sustain you and you cannot allow the winds to stroke your ego a little bit. Uh, we are, all of the winds come from God anyway. Yep. And so if something awesome is happening in my youth ministry, I'm really excited for that. Yep. But I also know that, you know, it's not because of me. Yep. Uh, it's because God is moving in the hearts and the lives of our students and he's, you know, we've got some awesome youth leaders that are, that are just rock stars yeah. that God is using as well. And so, uh, youth ministry is never going to be a, an individual thing. It's a team effort. Um, ministry in general is always going to be a team effort. And so that's why that community, when it comes to celebrating wins is, uh, is really important. Yeah. I love it. Um, season one. It's a wrap. Wow. I do want to, before we wrap up this episode, I have a couple teasers. I like teasers. That that I want to give out for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I specifically waited until now because you get the people that hear that's a wrap on season one and they pause the episode and they move on to uh, their next podcast. Joe Rogan experience sure. or whatever they're listening to. I've, have you ever actually listened to his podcast? I have not, I have not either. We're going to have to, we'll dive right in with like one of his four or five hour episodes. Perfect. Um, but uh, maybe we should do that. Um, uh, we would, I was going to say we'd run out of things to say, but we I don't think not. that's no, true at we all. Would not. Um, couple, a couple season two, uh, teasers for us. Uh, one of the very first episodes, I think in season two, I'm going to go on a rant on how the how churches handle salvation. I like it. Uh, in, in, in America, at least, I don't know if other cultures do it the way that we do it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack some skulls and I, uh, I like the Kyle rants really, really go in on happen. some people. So I'm excited for that. That'll be one of the first couple episodes of season two. Last time you were on a rant, you mentioned something about a burlap sack. That's so. true. Uh, and I stand by it. Uh, just for the record, uh, we, I, I mentioned that we'll definitely be having some guests on, on season two, season one. Uh, we had Nate and Sarah Angler, uh, worship leader extraordinaires, uh, on season one. Um, one of the guests that we are working on for season two is definitely going to be, um, uh, Josiah and Micah Keneally. Uh, they are, they are young adult, uh, leaders, uh, some absolute, just they're, they're really, really good at what they do and, and they actually have a podcast of their own. So we'll, uh, we'll have them on, uh, at some point in season two. Uh, and then the other thing that, uh, we're going to be looking for is, um, you know, some point this summer, uh, you know, Derek and I have potentially talked about maybe at at summer camp, yeah, uh, the first week so of fun. August, uh, doing a live bonus episode from from camp, yeah, uh, would be uh, would be really really fun. But uh, we will uh, we will be back. We have I haven't looked at a calendar specifically, but some probably sometime early September. Yep, uh, we will uh, we will be dropping season two episode one. Well, and I, I'm I'm curious to know how we're going to announce that, or do we just come back? I'm thinking like uh, you know some some podcasts will do a a season two trailer. Yeah, we didn't do a season one trailer, but we're we were amateurs uh, back then. Yeah, no uh, longer we are straight right. up professionals. We, at this well, point. we said that the minute we hit record on episode one, we were professionals, and yeah. and so. 
before we hit record, we didn't know <laughs> that we amateurs. should probably do a trailer. Yeah. Now we do know. So yep. we'll do a trailer for season two. I like that's, it. A, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But it, it, in all seriousness, as much as Kyle and I can be serious, let's be honest about that. <laughs> this should be good. Yeah. You know, like I, I can definitively tell you when we did this, it was purely a, I'm looking forward to just doing something new and just yeah. like, you know, sharing stuff with you and just hanging out with you. And you know, if, if a few people listen, that's great. You know, and I, I, I anticipated we'd have, you know, some of our good friends or whatever that would support us and let's do us whatever. But I, I can tell you, I did not expect the response that we've gotten. And so well, that makes one of us, I've been incredibly disappointed in the response. You so. shouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kyle. The realist comes in, oh, but no. no, like it's, I was looking, you know, at the time of this recording, we're at 2,350 downloads of our podcast, you know, by time this airs, it's going to be around 2,500. That's amazing. When did you get that number today? I'm looking at it right now. It's 2408. I don't know what number you just said. But, 2350. Oh, well, we had 50 downloads today. That, so. That's what I'm talking about. When? Like it's, and I think what's so cool is, you know, we've gotten emails, we've gotten messages from on people on Instagram. It's like, we've had multiple States away. We've had different countries, people that live in different countries say, Hey, you know, I listen to, uh, your podcast and like that. It's just so cool to see that, you know, we have people who are digging in and listening. And so while we joke about <laughs> monetary things and sponsors and all that stuff, like, um, it's so cool to know that you guys are listening and you're, you're digging in and you know, what little wisdom we do have that we pass on that it's being received well. And so, you know, we, we really do thrive off of that talking about celebrating wins. You know, it, it really is cool to open up emails or open up messages and say, Hey, I listened from here and here's what I got out of it. Uh, it's just cool to know that our, our time is not in vain and that people are actually, um, receiving help and support from what we have to say. So we're, we're thankful for all of you who listen and take your time to, to give us a, give us a shot. We do. We absolutely appreciate it. Talk about, you know, celebrating wins. Uh, you know, even, you know, within our own contexts, we've had, I I've had youth leaders and youth students, uh, that, that have, uh, you know, listen to our podcast and, and mentioned like, Oh, this was helpful. That was helpful. I will share. Uh, and, and maybe he's listening, uh, but there's a younger, so we have a, a student with a younger brother, okay. a younger brother's name is Joshua and great, name. Uh, great he, friend of the show. It's yeah. Great friend of the show, Josh. And, uh, I don't actually know if he goes by Joshua or Josh, we'll call him Joshua. Uh, but his sister shared with me that, he, she picked him up from school and they were, she just had, I don't know, some music playing. And he was like, Hey, can we listen to Kyle's podcast? And she was like, you listen to that? And he's like, yeah. And so they start listening to it. And, and he's like, isn't it cool that, that pastor Kyle has a podcast that millions of people listen to. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she, she's like, I didn't have the heart to tell him that it's probably not millions. <laughs> So I was just like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, that's really cute. It's really inaccurate, but it's really cute. And I appreciated it. You talked about, uh, don't aiming, don't aim small. That's true. That's true. We'll, uh, we will work our way up to, uh, 1 million all time downloads. That's, uh, that's for sure. We'll so, get there. uh, I mean, really, if we just do, if, if I download it and then undownload it and redownload it, does that yeah. count as two? I don't know. I could just sit there and doing that all day yeah. and. 
Let's I should it. probably get other more productive stuff done throughout my day, but we're youth pastors. These- I got my Gaga ball training in today. And Good. Yeah. Until our church softball game tonight, I I've got a pretty clean slate, so <laughs> I don't really need to plan my sermon for Wednesday. That'll just, you know, Wednesday at about six 30, a half hour before our service starts. That's usually when I sermon prep. Good call. So that does it. Season one in the books. We appreciate all of our faithful listeners. You guys are the real rock stars. Uh, we look forward to uh, to season two. And uh, on that note, Derek, I think it's about time that we go find a sponsor. Goodbye. Goodbye.